USA, countyfairgrounds.net. Welcome to today's podcast. Do I have Mark Conley, the famous magician, online with me? Well, I don't know how famous I am, but this is Mark. <laughs> You've been a magician for a long time, Mark. You want to tell me how you got started and how you got into it? You know, I was probably eight or nine years old. I don't know, second, third grade. A magician came to our school, and I just fell in love with it and wanted to help and sit on the front row. And we'd have mag- traveling magicians come to our town, and I'd always make sure I was the first one and make sure he picked me. And fortunately, my mom and dad encouraged me. They traveled. When they traveled, they would go to a magic store and bring me magic tricks, and I just had loved it all my life. Have you ever done anything else? Not really. You know, here and there I've done a few things, but I've never had a real job. Do you remember what your first major event was? Probably a birthday party or a school show. I don't really remember. You know, I did some, um, when I was in college, I did some walk around at a restaurant, and that was before anybody was doing walk around magic. And people would want to tip me and buy my dinner and all that. And I thought, you know, I might just be able to make a living doing this. So that's what I did. What about your first stage show? My first big show was probably a um, school assembly program. You know, other than a county fair, I didn't start doing fairs until about 20, 25 years ago. But I'd say I, I did a lot of school assembly programs. Do you remember your first county fair? Yes, I do. I had a... Um, there was a fair that I was going to, and I'd just go out there, I'd sell some light-ups, and just kind of piddle around. Never even thought about doing magic at the fair, and they had a chainsaw artist. He was actually not a chainsaw artist. He was somebody from one of the chainsaw companies, and he would uh, demonstrate his chainsaws. I think it was the Steel, S-T-I-H-L, one of, is that a chainsaw mm-hmm. brand, and he would demonstrate his chainsaw skills, and One of the guys that ran the fair came up to me, and this was probably 1980. He said, man, I can't believe I paid $2,000 for those people, and they're not drawing any kind of a crowd. And I said, $2,000 for for the week? He said, no, $2,000 for two days. And I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, I'll come out here Saturday night, and I'll do a magic show, and if there's not 200 people watching me, it's you, you don't have to pay me, but if there's 200 people watching me, I want you to pay me 500 bucks, and I want you to uh, book me next year for the whole week. He said, I didn't even know you did magic, and I said, done it all my life. So I went out there, and I borrowed a $20 bill, and I burnt the $20 bill, and then I found it in a lemon that I passed out in the audience. And you know, I looked up, and I had three or 400 people watching me, and he said, I'll see you next year. You're, we want you every night. So it just kind of escalated from then. I would tell the adjoining counties, come over and see my show. And sure enough, now I've got about 10 solid weeks, 10 or 12 weeks of fairs every, every year in Kentucky. Do you go outside of Kentucky? I do. I go to Ohio some. I've done a, one or two in Indiana. But uh, mainly I stick to Kentucky because they book me every year. They say, we want you back next year. So. Uh, this this one that I've done, that that one that I did, I've been there since 1980, 85, whenever that was. I've done it every year. So he has me back. And um, most fairs that I do, you know, there's several that I've been there for 10 years, several that I've been there for 
six or seven. It's a couple that I've been there for five years. So they just keep booking me. So as long as they book me and I can drive home every night. See, our fairs in Kentucky, they start at about, they open up at five or six o'clock. They don't, we don't have all day fairs like they do in other states. Maybe on a Saturday I would do an all day show, but other than that, it's all, it's all stuff at night. The libraries and the summer camps and all that kind of stuff during the day, so it's a pretty good little gig. Okay, so you're a stage act, right? Right. Oh, okay. All right, I was just going to ask you, because a lot of times when people go to book, book magicians and book acts, they ask um, if you're self-contained. So are you self-contained? Yeah, I'm self-contained. I also have a medicine show with a with an old, old-time medicine wagon, you know, like a stagecoach-looking medicine show, like you'd see, mm-hmm. where they sell the snake oil and do the magic shows. I also have that. That's a new addition. And you always do Kentucky? Wow. <laughs> yeah, down in Kentucky. I, I, I don't do much. Now, I am going to do one in Pennsylvania in 2022. I've been booked at a fair in Pennsylvania for 2022. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, Mark, how are you doing with bookings right now? Well, they're terrible right now. I mean, last summer was just terrible. But uh, I think yeah. in June of in June of last in June of the, this year with the, the COVID, I probably did about four shows instead of the normal hundred that I would do. You know. Well, at least you did four. I mean, I've got entertainers all over the country that just can't get booked right now. I did two, and I did actually did two shows in January. I've done two in February. And I've got, uh, I think I've got two booked in March and, and about two or three booked in April. It's slowly coming back. You know, it is It is coming back. We're starting to mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be next year, though, before we get really good bookings. And I think the fairs will all be open this summer because of the outdoor, you know, like uh, the Florida fairs are going on right now. Mm, oh, yes, they're definitely going on. <laughs> I can testify to that because I, I, I know they're on our site. So, yes, they are definitely oh, yeah. going on. All of my fairs have called me and confirmed that they want me for this summer. And they say, well, now, you know, we might not happen, so we're not signing any contract. But uh, we do want you, and we want you to come and do the show. So I expect, I expect that they really will happen this summer. Because, see, I'm right here in the heart of basketball country, and we have a Rupp Arena, which is a you know, holds about twenty five thousand people. They're having basketball games, and they allow they allow three thousand people into the arena to see the basketball games. Okay. So, do you have a family? Do you have children? I do. I have three children. Uh, they're grown. I have a wife. Um, have about seven grandchildren, and they come see my show, and we have a good old time. So, have any of them shown an interest in helping? No, my daughter runs a. Um, she runs a costume business where she goes out and, and dresses up like Anna and Elsa and does face painting and stuff like that. And she stayed pretty busy. She's actually, uh, she had a few months where she shut down, but she did a show today, you know, so it seems like people still want to get them to come in the house and entertain the kids. And we've both been vaccinated, so I guess we're as good as any to go out and do them. I looked at your website, and you've got some kind of a science show that you're involved with? Well, I do that at schools. I do a lot of school shows, so that's a science show. And I do a reading show and a mathematics show, just whatever it takes to get me into the schools where I can entertain the children and try to teach them something, too. 
So mm-hmm. I do all kinds of magic. I do, you know, I do walk around magic. There's a couple of restaurants here that I do it in. I see there's some kind of a children's park that you also go to? A children's park that would be, um, I don't know. Starts with a G. Starts with a G. It's <laughs> uh, on your website. Oh, Gaddy Town. Gaddy Town. Yeah. No, they, um, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I haven't done it since, because it's a pizza buffet, and they closed that down. You know, they, they closed that down mm. as soon as the pandemic started, so I haven't been there for over a year. Entertainment center, and um, they have birthday parties, and I'd do about ten birthday parties every Saturday. I'd walk around, do magic, and then go in the rooms and do the birthday parties. But, but that all shut down with the pandemic. So, you know what our audience likes to hear about is some of your your best experience that you remember that you like to talk about all the time, and your worst. Well, let's see. The best experience is probably just I love getting out there and performing and interacting with the audience and uh, meeting people from all over the state and the country who come to see the show. I have a pretty good following. People will come to the fair and say, we just came to see you. And I say, now I know that's not true. But they do. They, you know, they do like my show. I interact with the audience very well. Um, my worst experience, you know, I try to tell these other magicians, you're not a... You're not a name, a big name act. You, you can expect anything. So I, I went to this fair that I've been to for 20, 25 years, and I went over there, and I said, you don't have any um, bleachers set up for me, and I'm, I'm scheduled to start my show here in about an hour. And he said, Mark, the fair is opening in about 30 minutes. He said, I got about 20 things on my list to do, and he said, getting your bleachers over there is not one of them. <laughs> he said, if you want bleachers, you need to round somebody up and try to sit over there so they can sit down and watch your show. So it kind of puts in perspective how important you are, you know. So that was probably <laughs> my worst experience. I thought you told me you were self-contained. <laughs> well, I don't, tear, I don't carry my own bleachers with me. But yeah. I am self-contained in my show, my stage, my sound equipment, all that stuff. Lighting, mm-hmm. I have all that, but I, I just don't carry my own bleachers. But I tell them they don't have to have bleachers. They can have hay bales. They don't even have to have that. But people do like to sit on something, you know, so. When did you get into this, this medicine show thing? You know, I've been I've been playing with it for years, and I just bought the medicine wagon about six months ago. So I haven't put any. I've got it booked next summer in Pennsylvania, but I have not uh, actually put it in. I've never done the first show with it yet. So it's a brand new thing. Are you enthusiastic about it? Oh, yeah. Looking forward to doing it. I've studied and watched medicine shows all my life and been, you know, enthralled with them. It just, they're not real popular because they're not on TV like they once were, but but they are fun to do. I've been playing them. I've, of course, with the pandemic and being shut down, I've practiced and gotten the act all down, so it's ready to go. So how long is your show, generally? How long of a show do you do? Well, the fair shows are about 25 minutes long. And how many a day? I guarantee them three a day at night, but I usually do five or six. If I'm there, I want to be performing, so that's why I do it. Yeah, for the whole time the fair is open, right? So what, what, what are some of your favorite tricks, do you think? My favorite trick is one I do called the Dream Date, and I pick somebody out of the audience, and I tell them to, um, that they're going to they're going to help me with a trick, and they're going to be my assistant, and I'm going to pretend like 
And I went on a dream date with him. And I tell the girl, I say, now, we've never met before. I said, I want you to call on somebody in the audience. And I tell her to name a place where we went on the dream date. She hollers out Hawaii or whatever. And I say, okay, call on somebody else. And she calls on somebody. And I say, what, what do we have for dinner? And she'll say, lobster. And then I'll say, okay. Now, she had a little nickname for me at the end of the day. What was the nickname? They make all this stuff up. She'll say, honey bear. And I point to an envelope that's been on stage the whole time, and they see writing on something in the envelope. And I have the girl come up, and she opens the envelope, and it says, Hello there, Doris, or whatever her name happens to be. Um, I, a long time ago, we had a dream date. We went to Hawaii. We had lobster. And at the end of the night, when I kissed you goodnight, you said, Good night, honey bear. So it's all it's a good prediction that I do. And I, I also do a lot of rope tricks and uh, stuff with the kids, interaction, and have volunteers come up on stage and do some hypnosis and comedy mind reading, stuff like that. You've always been a Kentuckian resident? Born and raised, yep. Born and raised. Okay, all right. So have you had any bad experiences on stage? (laughs) You know, not really. I mean, I've done this so long, I... You know, I I know one time I had a a carnival owner. He was standing there, and I got his daughter up to help me, and I was doing a trick where I push a sword through her neck, and um, she looked to be about 12 or 14, and I got her up on stage, and I pulled that sword out, and her lips started quivering, and she was freaked out, and she started crying, and it turned out she was about eight, so I should never have used her. But I didn't know, you know, and he, he laughs about it to this day. I said... I hope I didn't scar her for life, so. Mm. But, um, yeah, that that was really about the only bad experience, I guess. So, how do people reach you if they're interested in booking you, and would you consider doing shows outside of the state? Oh, sure, yeah, I'd love to go outside the state. Um, they book me by my, they can go on my website or, or my phone number. It's 859, you got it, do you have it? Of course, you called me, so it's 859-621-8730. My email is markmagic at com, and, of course, my website is markcomley, C-O-M-L-E-Y dot com. So how many years have you been a magician, Mark? Well, I'm 68, so I'd say I'm almost 60 years. Really? That long? <laughs> and no plans on slowing down. Okay. Good for you. Well, I hope you get past this pandemic stuff, and business hopefully will come back for everybody. I think it's coming back. All right. Well, thank you for calling me. Hope I thank you, you, Mark. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 